Hello, and thank you for joining us on Two Steps Forward, One Step Back. Make sure to go over and follow us on Instagram at twosteps.forward and enjoy the episode. Okay, we're starting this podcast. I didn't know that sound could come out of Reese's mouth. Oh, (laughs) my. Uh, hello guys it is a time in the studio tonight it's been crazy because we've we're finishing up finals week mm-hmm. everything's going crazy i feel like we've all lost our mind especially landry and i and reese all three of us what am i talking about anyway today we're going to be talking about transitions um i think it's something that as college students we do all the time we're going back and forth from home back to college back to internships back to like summer camps some of us work at and like a ton of craziness. So today, I wanted to break that down and just talk about transitions. And transitions, yes, they happen in college. They happen to us as students, but they also happen um, through all of life. We're transitioning to one stage to another. So I want to open it up with the first question. What do you see? What are your struggles with transitions? What things mm. um, have taken you a while to learn? What things do you still struggle with in terms of transitions? Let's start with you, Reese. Okay. Um, I don't struggle with transitions. <laughs> really? I was I was the worst person to pick for this first no part. No way. That's not, why I pointed to Reese because I don't struggle with them either. They're, they're not that hard for me. Mostly because I, I, like, I don't miss things. I do not miss people. I don't miss things. I don't miss locations. I just enjoy certain people. And so when I'm back with them, I'm like, oh, hey, this is fun. But when I go to a different group of people or places I like, I'm like, oh, this is also fun. So for me, transitions have never been that difficult. I've, I'm, I've, we moved a lot. I've been a pastor's kid. I, and like lots of back and forth from Chicago to Wisconsin over the past two years of education because I started in the pandemic. My freshman year was not complete in Chicago, so I'm very acquainted with transitions and very okay with them. Wow. Okay. Landry, are you the same way? Yes, for different reasons. Well, not for different reasons, but to elaborate a little more, it's just because, I mean, hopefully those of you that are listening this far into the podcast know me a little more by now. Um, I'm Mm. obviously spontaneous, and I'm... I... Uh, super energetic, super social, super extroverted. And so I, not only do I not mind change and I'm okay with change, but I thrive on change actually. I, I'm a, someone that needs some sort of element in change, element of change <clears throat> on a regular basis. Otherwise, and we talked about that. Which episode was that? When I uh, that was either healthy habits or outlets. I think it was healthy habits or outlets. I think it was the yeah. first first one of outlets, which was the healthy habits yeah. or the mental health or something. Okay, it was healthy I habits. need I need um, change and, and transition and to mix things up and, and excite things. Otherwise, I get I fall into that mundane lifestyle and it gets static or stagnant. Mm. Yeah, and totally. so for me, not only are transitions okay with me, but I. I seek out transitions. I try to change things up and mix things up just just because that's what I need. And yeah. so, but we're doing this podcast because we know that that's not the case for everyone. Yeah. We like, I know a yeah. lot of people where that's not the case. And so, oh, yeah, totally. Whether transitions are 
cool you're cool with transitions you thrive on transitions or you like transitions are detrimental and just completely devastating to you uh we want to be able to address it for everyone no matter what boat you're in so it's kind of funny how that went i was like oh i'm guessing everybody here struggles with transitions i would say for me personally it's not that i that i hate transitions and not that transitions are crazy for me or anything but at the same time i find it hard to get right back into the flow of things which i think is different than you right reese or would you say you're the same way i mean i generally get right back into the flow of things usually because i keep myself busy though Mm -hmm. like not everybody's immediately busy you know and Things are also a little bit difficult for me to transition because I'm going from, you know, having one roommate to this summer I'm going to have three. I'm living in a house of eight people. Yeah. (laughs) Or not eight. Let's see. It's 11. 11 people in the house. So, like, that's a transition, especially... um, Partey. And it's also an interesting transition for me. Um, Also because my parents, you know, I'm like the first kid, aside from one of my my twin sister, um, who were the first ones in college. So my parents are still learning how to parent college kids. You know, and having those transitions, it's it's less of a it's less of a me being okay with the transition and more just refiguring out family dynamic, which is not that hard because we just fall sort of back into the same positions we were in before. And they're not bad positions to be in. You know, for some families, that's like a huge thing, um, especially uh, smaller families, Mm. because then you encounter like, okay, there's this one kid who's off in college. And they're the majority of the family, and so we've got two completely different parenting styles for two completely different who for two kids who are in completely different situations. Whereas with my family, my parents still have seven kids who live in their house consistently, and then Haley and I are off at college most of the year. So it's different, really, family by family. So like, there's not much of a transition for me. Mm. That's actually really interesting. When I so I have four siblings. So it's very it's similar to you in the fact that there are, yes, a lot of siblings that are there the rest of the year. So it's not like this devastating, oh, man, my brother, my one brother is gone. I don't have yeah. anybody else in the family. But at the same time, it's it's different, especially being the oldest child. I'm sure you can relate to some oh, of yeah. those things coming home on breaks. Um, I would say in terms of struggles for myself, um, my biggest struggle with it is getting back to the most important things. I stay busy all the time. You know me. I'm one of the most crazy busy oh, yeah. people. Um, oh, yeah. And most of the time, not in a good way. Most of the time, it's tons of stuff, which are all—actually, I'll, I'll rephrase it. They're all good. They're not all great. They're not all what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. And so coming back home, I'm plenty busy. But yeah. then I get to the end of like four or five weeks, and I'm finally like, oh, now I'm getting to, into my goals. Now I'm yeah. getting into things I should focus on. And so that's that's the thing that's interesting for me. Landry, what's it like going home for you in terms of your family dynamic? Do you find that hard transitioning from a college life mm-hmm. to going back home? <clears throat> yeah, so I will say that there are elements of it that take a little bit longer to settle in. And I think that's... Uh, a natural element of transitions whether you thrive on transitions or not there are elements of transitions that naturally take time to readjust Mm. Um, and for me even though I thrive on transitions there's still that element of having to readjust having to figure things out if especially if so like in college after really your first semester of your freshman year or maybe your second semester of your freshman year the transitions are still there but you kind of you're familiar with either side of that transition because it's 
it's a transition that repeats itself. It happens over and over again in, in a similar way. And so you're able to to get familiar with what swing you're trying to fall back into, mm-hmm. if that yeah. makes sense, and you're able to do it better. But whenever there's that first transition of to, to something that's completely uh, like unfamiliar and new, <clears throat> sorry, um, that naturally it takes a little bit longer to kind of learn the ropes and figure out kind of what you're doing, where you're going. So for me, my initial transition to college, even though I was stoked out of my mind, I wasn't, I had like, like nervous energy. So I wasn't Mm. nervous or I wasn't anxious or I wasn't, uh, just like super scared about anything, Mm. but I was just like, you have that energy that's kind of like you can't sit still or you can't stop thinking. Your mind just keeps going and going. And so during that transition, I was excited. I had some nervous energy, um, but first time coming to campus, it took me a little while just to figure out how to do college because there's a lot of responsibilities that you have to learn how to take care of and uh, stuff like that. And then even going home for the first time over winter break, I loved being back with my family. It was cool to share all my memories and experiences of the first semester, but it was also weird being home because for any of you other college students, I'm sure you can relate to this <clears throat> specifically with college transitions, your first semester of college you've been a student, I mean, a student, you've been a kid, a child in your household for your entire life, 18 years of your life. And then you leave and you come back and it's never the same. Mm, And that's something that Mm. no matter how well you do with transitions, that's something that's always challenging in its own way for everyone in a a different way, depending on the person. And so that's something that's real. Uh, And I'm sure for other people, whether you're, you know, you're you're younger than college, you're not in college yet, or you're out of college age, um, anytime there's a new unfamiliar transition, there's usually an element of that where yeah. things yeah, that totally. are familiar to you change. So not even the transition itself changes, but the things that are familiar to you, your familiar associations change. Yeah. And I think that that's a sub-element of transitions that we often don't think about. Mm. Yeah. That's really good. That's really good. One of the things that interests me about um, what you're talking about in terms of transitions is you said you like new things and you like the spontaneity. I remember, um, I think you were having a conversation, was it with your mom, where you said, I don't want to go back to working at the same store. It was my mom, yeah. I want to move to another store, even if it's the same type of store. And the I want same it to job. Be, yeah. Even if it's the same job, I want it to be a different store Yeah. Yep. because I want a different environment. Mm-hmm. What is it about different environments in terms of transitioning and stuff like that that... Um, is that is it because it keeps you spontaneous or what is it that excites it does. you about that? It keeps me inspired. It keeps me creative. So like as a creator, <laughs> as a creative person, and every creator has their different I won't go on this tangent. I'll just keep it straight, simple. Every creator has their different things that keep them inspired. They're different things that keep those creative juices flowing. For me, it's new environments. It's mm. surrounding myself with new people, not saying that I'm just like abandoning all my old relationships or friends. I invest in those people, but being around new people, being in a different place, seeing the world from a different perspective keeps those creative juices flowing for me. Yeah, totally. So that's a side chan- tangent. But in the context of transitions, I was, yeah, I was talking to my mom because I was like, hey, I need to, I need to figure out how I'm going to have a job when I come home for the summer and make sure I have a job when I come back. Jobs. Everyone has them. Everyone loves them. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was like, I, I work at Vans right now. And I was like, I don't care if I stay with Vans. I just want to be at a different store. Mm. And it's just because one of that creative element, but also, and I'll talk more about this later when you 
get to that part, but there's an element of experiencing life and experiencing uh, the things God has for us that I feel like I can experience more in new uh, in new transitions, in new environments, in uh, in change. Mm. And change is a beautiful, beautiful thing that we'll talk yeah. about more uh, in a little bit. But I think that's the biggest thing for me. Mm. Yeah. That's really good. That's really good. And it's funny because for someone like me who's much more like I like to stay in my patterns, I'm going back to a job that I've worked at for like three, three, four <laughs> years. I I enjoy it. It's a fun okay. You can you can say the name of it. It's amazing. Goldfish Swim Academy. The snack that smiles back. Goldfish. Yes, I, I teach swimming. I know. It sounds boring, but it's quite fun. I even Bravo. get an applause. Bravo. I get an applause. Bravo. I think that's the first applause we've had here on that's the first non. That's the first sound effect we've had on this podcast. Oh no, I believe. we have a live audience. I don't know if you guys know this at uh, home, yes. but we have. No, we don't have a live audience. No, we don't. <laughs> anyway, we're not that interesting. <laughs> anyway, back to the back point. Back to the topic. I um, naturally, I resist change. I don't like things to change. I like them to stay mm. in the regular old way because that's what and I'm used to. A lot of people to. do. Yeah. And that's honestly one of the reasons I enjoy spending time around you guys, specifically like Landry gets me out of that comfort zone of, hey, let's do it different this time. Let's yeah. go up the stairs a different way, which is something I'd be like, who even cares? You know, so those are just great things. That <laughs> what different way are you going up the there's stairs? Up, there's up and there's down. <laughs> I mean, there's like different staircases. Yeah, you mean a different way up to wherever we're going. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. It was it was an analogy. <laughs> I was, I was like, being how creative. What are you skipping up the stairs? Next time you're we're walking, gonna crab walk. <laughs> you're walking up sideways, backwards. Now we're gonna gallop up the stairs. Oh my word. Anyway, <laughs> transitioning into what are the benefits? What are the things? Of course, you've touched on a lot of the benefits of transition. I want to hear from you, Reese. What things have you seen in terms of benefits of transitions? Yeah, I mean, one of major benefits for me is I'm forced to deal with a different kind of a different kind of and a different set of people. You know, that's that's big for me, is because you know I'm I I. I have to practice interpersonal stuff, especially as the worship president, you know, um, I, at the church I'm currently working at, you know, talking to people is important. Um, so knowing how to deal with, uh, deal with and interact with different kinds of people is important. And I just don't interact with the same groups of people and the same types of people here at Moody that I do in Wisconsin. Um, so that's one of the big benefits for me. Um, I mean, another benefit is I just get to see my family. You know, I have, I have, I've got, I've got eight siblings, so seeing them is nice. <laughs> you know, I don't get to talk to most of them except for the occasional phone call at 9 p.m. after my parents have put them to bed and they're still not going to bed. <laughs> I can't tell me, I can't tell you how many times I call my parents. They're like, yeah, let us just put the kids to bed. And then in the middle of the call, my youngest sister's up. Can I talk to Reese? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, and then it's like the whole oldest child. So both Reese and I are oldest children. So we understand like the whole bedtime That's thing. Oh, where, yeah. Oh, no. It, it really is because we would get like the bedtime at 730. And oh, then yeah, our nice. siblings oh, yeah. are up at like 1030. And they're like, oh, no, we're it's not time for bed yet. It's not It's not midnight. It's like, what? What is this? I didn't get to watch yeah. Toy Story 3 until I was like 14. <laughs> Sounds funny. It's true. That it's Guys, I'm sorry to inform you, but... What he speaks is nothing but truth. It is an actual real it's, thing. It's very unfortunate. I've been catching up on store, Toy Story all of this year, and it's actually a really good movie. I thought I was going to be scared uh, and leave. Oh, like, my gosh. 
But anyway, so getting back into it, um, this is like a, a podcast of tangents. Oh my word. Oh man. This has got to be the least organized podcast we've had in quite some time. This is what happens when I'm this in control what, of a podcast. Luke is the one. The disorganized. What are ways in which you guys have kept in contact with friends going back and forth? How do you keep in contact with them? Mm, um, that's a that's a big, and continue to grow your relationships. That's a big element of transitions. Huge element. Relationships. Exactly. You wanna go later? Yeah. Um <clears throat> the, silence. The, what I so I wanna I wanna say this first because I don't really feel like I feel like I can sum up what I mean to say in saying this relationships God has, and this, uh, we should do our own, an, an entire episode on, on this right here, because it's the, one of the most complex elements of life that God has developed and created, uh, relationships. They're so complex, but during transitions, relationships are not, Always and often aren't um, intended to continue, and that's okay. And so mm-hmm. I'm not saying that like if you're transitioning in any way, shape, or form, you're just going to lose all your relationships or ties or connections or friendships. But I'm saying don't be afraid to lose those ties mm-hmm. for those people yeah. to kind of fall off for you guys to go your separate ways. Whether that's a like a relationship or whether whether that's just friendships, um, I will say t- to answer your question, I didn't mean to like shoot your question down by saying you're wrong. You can totally keep up with friends, and I have, and I still do. My probably so my top closest friends from high school, I still talk to every now and then. We don't talk to each other very often. Probably like once. Once a month, maybe once every other month. So it's not frequent at all, but it's almost like, and this might be more of a guy thing too. I know girls are different, but guys, we could go without talking to each other for like six months, talk to each other one time and pick up right where we left off. Totally. Yeah. Totally. I mean, I yeah, think definitely it's like, it's totally a guy thing. Cause I've talked to most girls I've talked to. They're like, that doesn't make any sense. Like that's the most absurd thing. Like you, how do you fake that? And I'm like, we're not faking it. We just don't care to like catch up on anything. We're just like, yo, I remember last time we were hanging out. Let's, let's pick it up, you know? And so I do that with my, with my guys from high school back home. Cause a lot of them, I'm from Texas. So a lot of them go to Texas A&M or some schools down there. So whenever I'm back from break and they're back, we go play Frisbee golf. We just go pretend like we were never apart for an entire semester, you know? And That's so amazing. it's I guess being a guy, it's a little bit easier to keep up with those friendships because we don't have to talk all the time in order to, you know, hang out or to touch base or reach out to each other. Um, mm, yeah. But I do want to say, uh, in light of that, for those of you girls, girls out there that either can't relate to that or guys or not guys, all, not or all guys, guys exactly. are like that. That's what I was gonna say. Girls out there or other guys. Yeah. If you're kind of person that you really don't appreciate that that way of doing things or you just don't get it, I would say that it's there's you just have to feel it out. Like God has in, intended for us to all cross paths with other people, cultivate relationships and friendships for a reason. 
a lot of times he brings people into our lives for a specific season to grow us, to teach us, to train us, for us to invest in them, for them to invest in us. And often he has us go into different seasons, which aren't the same place or time. So we leave and we go our separate ways and fully in God's intent. Like he intended those people to be in our life for just a season. And then there's other people that he intends for us to be in each other's lives for a long period of time. Does that make sense? Yeah. So just keep that in mind. And when you guys are trying to cultivate friendships and relationships, continue to be in tune with that. Continue to um, kind of analyze and um, kind of establish with one another and with God where that um, where that is, where you are in that, if that makes sense. So when you're going through transitions, kind of test the waters, continue to stay in touch. And if it's not natural, if it doesn't happen, it's not God's intent. He's intending for you to, to enter into different seasons. Mm, yeah, and, and because you, you're, there's only so much you can do to continue a friendship or a relationship or a connection. Yeah. Because eventually, like I have a friend from high school, short, short story. Friend from high school, we were best friends in middle school. Came Come freshman year, he moved to Kansas from Texas. We stayed in touch for the next, I think it was like, Four, four years or something. Mm. It was crazy. Like we wouldn't, and this is again, because I'm a, I'm a guy that doesn't have to, like I can pick right up where I left off. Yeah. But he would come down to visit in Texas for like, I don't know, a weekend every, every year maybe, or maybe twice a year. Mm. And I'd go longboard with him every time he came back or I'd drive through Kansas or something and I'd, you know, try to connect with him or something. Yeah. And so it was crazy. And so that, that goes to show that, just because you transition and go your separate ways, move to different states or whatever, it doesn't mean you can't stay in touch. It just means that it depends on the person, depends on the situation, depends on God's intent. Yeah. So you just have to stay in tune with that. It's so funny you say that because I, so my second cousin, he's a missionary in Africa, um, son of missionaries. And it was hilarious because we met at eight years old and we got to know each other. Yeah. And we were like each other's first pen pals. Like we were like ancient snail mail. And so we wrote letters back and forth. Of course, we were Lord of the Rings nerds, so we wrote, like, an Elvish and stuff. Yes. And we would write back and forth. And, like, it would take two, three months to get it all the way to, like, Chad, Africa. But it was amazing because I got to meet up with him. Um, our letters stopped after a couple of years. Got to meet up with him. So eight years old to what was it? When I was 14, 15? Mm. And that's a good seven years. We picked up right where we left off. Mm-hmm. In Elvish? we only spoke in elvish but we picked up right where we left off and it was amazing like you said landry it was it was one of those things um that we we just picked up right where we left off and we were really able to continue to grow in christ where we were but like you said there are other friends i've had where i haven't been able to pick up like that where there is seemingly no connection Mm -hmm. and i love what you said about god is going to use relationships for his glory Yep. And whether yep. that means they develop and develop more and more and get better, whether that means for the time being or even forever that they're not the same as they once were, that's fine. Yeah. Because yeah. our time in life isn't just to – I'm a people person, so naturally I want to please people. But our goal in time in life isn't just to please people and mm-hmm. to yep. build just relationships. Come on. So, yeah. That's – yeah, I think that's the bottom line is – uh, continually abiding in the Lord to uh, discern. I think that's the biggest thing, discerning as your relationships and friendships cultivate and they grow, 
you have to keep discerning, keep investing in them, keep allowing them to grow you and to shape you as long as it's in a positive way. Yeah. Um, and being okay if that split comes mm-hmm. because it yeah. happens, it's life change transitions. Yeah. It's what we're talking about. You have to be expectant that it will happen at some point and willing and comfortable with it and excited for it. Yeah. Because that's God's intent. He's, he's intended for us to cross paths with one another and bring each other in and out of each other's lives for a specific reason. Often that's a longer season and often that's a shorter season. If you get married to someone, that's a longer season. Yep. But there was a time before you all met that you didn't know each other and that's, that's God orchestrating it. And so, yeah, that's the bottom line. And you have to just be okay when that split comes to let that friendship go yeah and not and i was watching a a video youtube video there's a guy on youtube his name is aperture if you guys want to check him out definitely do but he has these videos that's just like like anthropological like some like just like it's philosophy it's philosophical uh videos that he talks Hmm. about like these just like concepts of life like um and one of them was the nostalgia effect he was talking about the nostalgia effect and how we often um there originally was a bad connotation in our association with the word nostalgia it was referred to as a mental disorder but nowadays it's become more of that we talk about nostalgia when we're like yo that reminds me of you know, my past or my childhood or good memories I had. It's in a positive light. (laughs) It's in a positive light. But the reality is that the nostalgia effect has a pro and a con side to it where we think back to our past, those memories, those relationships, and we want to go back to them. And that can create a positive uh, feeling in us, a positive emotion, because we're thankful for those times. But then it can also create depression create anxiety because we feel like our life now isn't as good as it was Hmm. we want to go back to those things and and that causes us to not be present in the moment anymore yeah and so when we're thinking about transitions when we're going through transitions and we're reflecting on those relationships when those relationships end it's okay to be nostalgic but we have to make sure that we are thankful for those relationships thankful for those memories thankful for that time of growth and of uh connection yeah. Without allowing that to affect our present and our future, the, our trajectory of where we're going because we're constantly just wishing we were back in that. Mm, we have to be yeah. thankful for those times and then cultivate the relationships of the time that we're now in, if that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. So, I love that. I love that. So going into like an application style thing, what are the two things you're going to do? when you get home for you Landry off the airplane for you going back up to Wisconsin that are going to allow you to just most effectively a serve God b just go about life in just a way that's reflective that allows you to be re-energized for next semester Mm. that allows you to grow over the course of the summer and you can answer this however you want this can be more of a list style thing this can be more of a very out there creative type thing Um, answer it however you want yeah. We'll start with you, Reese. Um, well, I mean, for me, um, like I said, transitions aren't difficult for me. So, I, like, I don't plan how to handle transitions. I just plan their existence. Mm. You know, like, I, for me, I have a plan for what I am going to do over the summer. That's what I have as far as plans go. Um, 
And I really like a lot of it is I trust that God is going to grow me through what I believe he's calling me to and the spaces he's putting me in. And it's not really, I can plan the ways I want to grow. It's more a, this is a space I'm already familiar with and I'm going to be in for a small period of time. So God, please use this space, you know? Um, Cause I have not found that I have ever been extremely successful at being like, God grow me in this space. It's more like God puts me through trials. So as to grow me. And so I end up basically just having plans for the transition itself. So like, I know this summer I'm going home. I'm going to, you know, I won't, I'll have uh, the job at the church over the first month. And then the second month I'm home, I'm picking up a second job. I might work a second job the first month, but I, you know, God grows me how he grows me in those times. And I, for me, it's all a heart shift, you know, being open to God saying, you know, here's how I want you to grow. And then, doing so you know so like it's I'm, I'm i'm not a checklist when it comes to grow person i'm a checklist when it comes to like academic here's what we need to accomplish this 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 you know this is what i want to get done and so this is how i'm going to do it but when it comes to spiritual stuff i found lists are not all that helpful Ooh, that's that's just one of the things i've discovered is lists dang lists do not help me spiritually that's so good. As a person who makes let me lists. Just, right. I was about to say, let me just uh, clarify for those of you and remind you that Reese is the planner. He's yeah. the list maker. So that's big. For those of you that are planners and list makers like Reese, It that's big. To realize that, yes, plans and making lists and stuff are good, but that's not where that security lies. That's not where the, the comfort lies. And I mean, that's different for everybody. For me, it ex- for me, a lot of the like a lot of spiritual growth exists in the place where I don't make plans because it's irregular. Yes. It's the space where I'm like, okay, this is something I'm not used to. And so this is an optimal place for God to grow me. Because like, especially as a logical person, I can't I can't plan when God is going to move. I can't plan that. That's not in my control and so not having the list is very helpful. If I say, like absolutely there are things you can plan like reading your Bible consistently, being in prayer consistently, but I cannot plan God moving and recognizing that and being willing to say, okay, I'm not going to list these things because I know God will do more for more in my life without the list is where I find so much spiritual growth. And like for people who don't do the list, I imagine it's the opposite. You know, people who don't list things, they they might need a schedule in order to be in God's word consistently. And that's where God grows them, you know, and I'm just postulating here. But so that's what it is for me. It's like, it's, it's in the space where I'm not planning. And I love what you say about openness there. I think that's really important because a lot of us, yeah. we think, yeah, we need to make a list and stuff, but we don't think, oh, we just need to sit and wait for God to do something. We need mm-hmm. to be ready for God to do something. Because yep. so much of us are closed off to the idea of something new happening in our lives mm-hmm. and for change coming. Come on. Mm-hmm. But change is going to come. And if we prepare ourselves for it by, hey, I'm going to be open. I'm going to go work at a camp. Yep. I'm going to go do some stuff at church and lead worship. I might work <laughs> another job, but honestly, it's all up to God. I think that's an amazing posture to have. And I think it's going to allow your summer to open up and just— I think- You'll be able to enjoy it. That's an essential posture to have. Oh, yeah. Because that's the essence of transition is openness in the unknown, being comfortable in the the unknown, not knowing. Like, it's okay to not know. That's the 
biggest revelation that I've had up to this point in my life that the Lord has given me. That was huge for me as well. It is okay to not know everything because we're always asking God, Lord, reveal this to me. Lord, he does reveal to us. That's one of the beautiful things that he does to his, um, those of us that are born again believers. He gives us revelation. He gives us clarity. He opens our eyes to see, but often he doesn't. And that's okay. We're always trying to figure things out. And so we say, Lord, if it be your will, like reveal this to me, show me, show me, show me. No, it's okay for him not to show you everything. Maybe he yeah. doesn't want, maybe he wants you to, to discover it when he wants you to discover it. And that was the biggest thing to me coming to school is I wasn't stressed or anxious about coming to school, but I wanted to know. I was, I was excited. I was like, what is it going to look like? What am I going to do? What's it, who am I going to be? You know? And yeah. I, he was just like, he straight up, I literally heard him tell me just be okay not knowing hmm. and i was just like what that i can do that yeah that's the biggest thing yeah. and so in transitions and change whether it change your you know whether you're okay in change and you thrive in change or you don't change is essential to life life is change we constantly go in and out of different seasons we meet people we leave uh and and go separate ways from people we get new jobs. We go to new schools. We move to different places. Like life is all about transitioning and change. And that's a beautiful thing. And yeah. so, um, hopefully we'll talk more about that in a little bit to close this out. But to answer your question of what I'm going to be doing specifically, what are you saying? You're saying, how, how am I going to serve God? How am I going to? Yeah. Well, overall, just what two things are you going to do? And this is very general of like, that are going to allow you to ch- go into this change, just being open and allow you to um, grow throughout the summer. I just want to touch, though, on what you said. I love um, what you're saying there, especially it reminds me of what the psalmist said, saying, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. I think so often we think of it like a headlamp Mm -hmm. where we see all of what's happening in front of us, but really it's a lamp unto our feet, which means we'll see the next step, maybe, Mm -hmm. but that's about it. So, yeah, go on with your answer. I love what you're saying. And that's a beautiful thing because, just really quick, that allows us to continue to rely on God. Mm -hmm. If he gives us all the answers to our life and he just lays out the plan right before us, then we're just going to take the plan and run with it. We don't need him at that point. Amen. And so the fact that he he reveals each step at a time causes us to continue to rely on him. And that's what he wants. That's the bottom line of not even that it not even is that what he wants but that's what we need come on and so that's the bottom line with transitions is he wants us to rely on him we need to rely on him so we're going to rely on him um yeah to finally answer your question <laughs> um landry's answered the question seven times now <laughs> well i haven't answered his actual question i've just <laughs> discussed things that really hit me um two things about my specific transition that I've learned and that I'm going to do is in transitions in order to smoothly transition well and to kind of fall back into the flow of things when you finish the transition for example me going home for this summer is to remove things that are holding me back and I think that that's kind of sounds like a super like surfer vibe dude thing to say like yeah dude you know cut out the haters you know remove all the negative vibes but no for real like in transitions you can't fully settle into where god has you if you're being 
if if your thoughts are being consumed by that past that nostalgia effect that those things that are distracting you yeah. from being where god has you oh, yeah, it prevents whether, you from fully being in the present yeah and so let me for example i'm not saying like forget about all your relationships at school and never invest in those yeah. relationships or stay in touch with those people like i'm going to stay in touch with you guys and all my other friends that i've met here but yeah. it's things like being in the city one of my favorite things mm. about being here is being in the city and i'm not going to get that when i get home all the things that i have up here that I'm not going to have back home, I can't let those things hold me back because I'm constantly going to be just wishing I was in the city again, you know? So it's things like that. Um, blocking yeah. those things out, and then as a as a result of that, my second thing would be finding things back home or finding things at the other end, the other side of the transition that are benefits, that excite me, that uh, that give me passion, the things that give me purpose. Like if I'm working, for me, my family. So focusing on those things, the benefits of or the other side of the transition. So when I was coming up here, I was leaving my family. I was leaving my old friends. But instead of thinking about that, I was thinking about being up here, being able to record music, being able to meet new people, being able to have a new job, being in the middle of the city. So all these things, wherever the other end of the transition is, think about the benefits of that side of the transition. Mm. Invest in those things. Pursue those things. Those are the things that God has for you in that season. So yeah. for me specifically, I'm going to focus on my family because I miss the heck out of them. Yeah, mm. I FaceTime them more. I've FaceTimed them more this past week of finals week than I think I might have this entire semester, just because I'm so ready to be home and see them. Yeah, and so my family, I'm excited to see all the people at my old job. I'm excited to be back in my church. I'm already being scheduled for worship sets back at my old church. I haven't led worship for my church since last summer because I couldn't in the in the over winter break over the holidays. Yeah. And so it's those things. Focusing on those things help you settle back into that. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I mean it's this is just like a complete tangent, but the one of the things I've discovered is um the more uh, Satan can keep your head in the past, the mm -hmm. the more he can prevent you from doing in the present. That's one of the things That's that exactly. I've I've encountered just in my own personal journey is that there's there there came a point where I was like I am spending so much time thinking about the past, I uh, I had to like forcibly remind myself like no you don't live there anymore, start thinking about the present, the past is gone you can't change that you can't do anything about that amen don't abandon it because it made you who you are exactly mm. appreciate Ooh. it but. Don't spend all your time there yep. because that's that removes time from the present. And I heard a quote. It was like, if Satan reminds you of your past, remind him of his future. Mm. That's so <laughs> profound that, like you're saying, we need to not forget about our past. But like you said, Landry, remind ourselves that's what shaped us. Yeah. We're a new person forward, going forward, and we're able yeah. to change other people around us through the power of Christ. I'm excited about this now. So I want to say, because you said that, I want to give you guys um, some encouragement in doing that. Because you can say, oh yeah, just stop thinking about the past. Okay, great. Yeah, thanks. It's not a super easy thing. It's not do. easy. It's, it's very hard. Mm. I've done it. I'm sure everyone has done it at some point. It's so an, I want, an, It's an element of humanity. It is. And here's an element that I never realized, and I think so many people don't realize. When you are transitioning, there is a grieving process. Come on. Oh, yeah. I'm going to just let that resonate a little bit. Marinate. Marinate. Marinate in the soul sauce. 
that is the a that's a huge thing. And so whenever you are leaving a relationship, leaving a friendship, going separate ways from someone, or you're leaving something behind, there is a grieving process. Yeah. And so many people don't realize that, so they don't grieve. And that's what you, yeah. that's what is the huge negative element of the nostalgia effect is when you're thinking back to those um, those memories and those past things that made you who you are. They shaped you. They strengthened you. You cannot fully appreciate them and be thankful for them and move on until you've grieved. Yeah. And so people that don't grieve, they just stuff it like so many of us do. They just like, oh, I'm not going to think about that. It hurts too much. I'm just going to try to trug along or chug along and, and and move forward they never grieve and so anytime they think about those past memories all they think about is the hurt they think about the, yeah. the memories and, and the positive side but it's overrun by mm-hmm. just the the disappointment and the sadness of not being able they just want to be back in that they don't, they yeah. don't care about where they are now and so the biggest thing is when you guys are transitioning you need to give yourself time to grieve Think about those memories. Think about those people. Think about those places and things. Be sad for them. Miss them. Mourn for them. Mm. But then also think about all the ways that they shaped you, all the ways that they improved you, all the ways that they made you who you are. And then only when you do that can you move forward and be free from it. Yeah. So that every time you look back at that, all you think about is the good things, the things that made you, the memories, the beautiful aspects of it, because you've grieved it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Come out. Oh, I think of there's a goofy AJR song that I listen to every once in a while called A Hundred Bad Days. And it's all about that effect of like a hundred bad days create a hundred good stories. Because all these bad times in our life, they shape us and they grow us and they allow us to become something that um that forms us into who we are. So I just want to thank you guys for being here. I wanna thank you guys for listening. Um make sure to check out our Instagram and comment with any suggestions for things you want to hear us talk about we'd love to hear from you we'd love to hear any progress requests you have so we can pray for you yeah and peace peace deuces what thank you so much for joining us on two steps forward one step back be sure to join us next week we have new episodes dropping every saturday at 12 p.m central time